are you feeling? I'm gonna so I'm gonna pull through. Oh. Yeah, my chicken and my tea. <laughs> your chicken and your tea. Your chicken tea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden XJ Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Ooh, that sounded kind of weird. Sorry, y'all. I'm a little sick this week. Kind of why we've been a little MIA on our pages. I'm pushing through. I feel better than I did earlier this week. And hopefully by next week, I'll kick it. Yeah, I feel like it, it came a little bit last week and you mm-hmm. were kind of under the weather, but then shook it off and then it came back with a vengeance. Yes, it did. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, but right now we are on our couch. Jay is nice and bundled. She has all the comfy clothes, beanie. My friend gifted me this chicken teapot and I'm obsessed with it. So <laughs> I've been drinking um, sick tea out of it and it, it, it brings me so much comfort. Honestly, shout out to Cece for hooking me up with this tea teapot. This is her favorite thing in <laughs> the whole entire kitchen. She loves this little chicken teapot. And it's so cute because the little teacups are little chicks. And <laughs> it's adorable. It's very you. It's um, very cute. I, well, we're all hoping that you feel better soon. I'm doing my best time to take care of her. So we'll try to make this as harmless as possible. I know. You've been cooking and stuff. I know. I'm impressed. You. I'm trying. I'm holding down the fort. <laughs> yup. Getting ready for this baby. Well, speaking of baby, we do have some new baby updates you want to share with everybody? Yeah. So I went to the doctor last week to get um, an update and kind of see how transfers work because I'm oblivious. I have no idea what happens after we've created embryos and how the transfer happens or what our options are. And I learned a lot, honestly, from that conversation with our doctor. Um, So basically, I don't know if y'all remember, but Eden has one embryo. Yeah. It's okay. We only need one. I I stopped you know what? Like when this baby comes, I'm going to I'm gonna tell him how much you doubted him. Excuse you? I'm not. <laughs> Your little gasping laugh. I'm not doubting him. I've never doubted him. There's nothing wrong with one, okay? I, I'm, I'm, my, my, is just, and I was honest about this last week. It, it feels like I, I'm putting so much pressure on myself because I really want it to work and you know, there's no 100% guarantee and all that stuff. And when you only have one, it, like I'm excited to use it and try, but I'm also equally as terrified and nervous about being sad if it doesn't work because then that's kind of it. No, um, it's not kind of it. We've got six on my side. Yes, yes. And entirely. those are also your children. So those are they're all our children. All my my little embryositos. Yes, and I feel like it would have been a worse situation had we only had one indefinitely. Yeah, there's always a worse, worse situation. <laughs> but I'm not saying your feelings are invalid. I understand yes. why and, and you're entitled to your own thing, but I just want you to also realize that we have like six other chances. Yeah, I mean, but that's also why I'm... I've accepted that I won't do this again because I don't I don't want to get greedy with it. And, you know, we have beautiful and perfect embryos that you were able to produce. You went twice. But I think from a financial standpoint and just from like an overall ethical standpoint, it doesn't entirely make sense. 
Um, so that doesn't mean that I don't really want it to work and I'm a numbers person. So. Yeah, you totally are. And that's why when the doctor said, um, I basically need six months because we're only – we only have one embryo yeah. and we want to give it the best home it could possibly have during this pregnancy. The doctor recommended that I don't drink any coffee. I stay away from alcohol. I get lots of sleep and I try to live a stress-free free life, which I'm like, haha, do you know what goes on in our life? Like <laughs> what is stress-free, but I will try. Um, do my best. Do my best, Tom. Do my best. Yeah. So she basically gave me an outline of all these things that I'm supposed to do for the next six months to prep my body and kind of detox of everything, which is great. Um, I don't think I've ever like detoxed like this. So it's it's nice for my body to yeah. kind of reset and replenish and just get ready for this, this new chapter in our life. Yeah. So for the next six months, I'm gonna be um, basically treating my body as if I was already pregnant and just try to prep as much as possible and six months from now, we'll try to do the embryo transfer. Yeah, I feel like what's going to happen too is we're going to do a test a test trial. Yeah. Where we're basically going to put Jay's body through all of the hormones and the medication as she would as if it was real. Mm-hmm. And basically check her body's levels to see how successful the implantation would have been. Um, had we'd actually inseminated and just use that data to apply it to the real one. Um, so that's why we need a little bit more time. And even the doctor was like, end of the years can be kind of stressful and we want to give your body the best chance possible. So let's detox it. Let's clean it. Let's get it healthy. Let's get it rested. Let's get it in a good place. And then let's do a mock trial and mm-hmm. then let's go for the real thing. Uh, I'm, I trust um, Dr. LeBlanc at Hanabusa IVF, like with our life, like yeah. she has been such a, she's made the impossible possible. And if this is her professional advice, I wouldn't doubt it. And I take it full heartedly. So we'll be doing that. And she also recommended that we do some additional testing just mm-hmm. so when we walk away from this, we can confidently say we did everything we could. We gave this one embryo its best shot and that's it like that's all we can do and i think as long as we can say that i'll be happy like as long as we can say we we tried it all we did everything yeah no i agree i agree same here like i want to make sure that i'm in the healthiest place that i've ever been in the la- in the next 6 months i want to make sure that i'm you know taking care of myself that i'm going to the gym that i'm doing all the things that i should be doing on paper um yeah. to give this you know to give this baby like a home nice home yeah plus you're already not feeling like this is like your detox right your body's (laughs) like what is happening i don't have junk and i don't have alcohol and i don't have all these things i'm shutting down maybe that's why you're sick maybe it's actually a detox sick and not even like a real sick (laughs) it came out of nowhere i have no idea what's going on it might be i think you're right it might be but that's our little update so we're gonna roll with it and see how this goes for the next six months so if you see me trying out all these workouts and work you know yeah trying out all these detox cleanses i think we're gonna join like a walking club and a running club we're gonna join you're gonna join a running club i don't yeah you don't do running maybe a bike club i could do a bike club we have bikes that'd be fun let's do that 
<laughs> yeah, I hate cardio. I Not know. my thing. I love cardio. I should do it more. I just don't have time. You should do it more. <laughs> I love when you run. Oh, really? It's so cool. Yeah. Aww. Yeah, it's it's really rad. Like, I wish I could go. I wish I could run, but I can't run. <laughs> a- anyone can <laughs> no. run. No. <laughs> no. There's like. It's just, do you want to? No, <laughs> I don't want don't to. don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't so- sound fun. It looks fun from a distance if I'm like admiring it. But actually participating is not my thing. But one of my favorite um, shirts that my track coach used to make us wear was uh, our workout is your punishment, mm. which normally most athletes, when they're in trouble, they, they're forced to run. But that's just our nor- normal workout every day. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, our workout is your punishment. It's so true. <laughs> but uh, I hope I hope I, that's something that, you know, we can pick back up soon. I'm, I'm excited for Preciosa. I'm excited for Preciosa LA. I'm excited for Preciosa New York. And then I'm excited to get into running and everything after that. But like, I can't believe it. We're already in October. It's already it's here. It's spooky season. It's spooky. Okay, I'm just going to tell y'all. I've been, okay, so it's not new. I absolutely love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. I'm actually a little bummed that I'm not feeling that well because normally yeah. I would have been decorating the house. I would have pulled out the skeletons. Like it would have been a thing. But I'm really not feeling well. And yeah. and it's really rare that I don't feel well. Super honestly. Rare. It's like once a year. Yeah, it's it's not fun for me. But not the point. The point is that Halloween is here. And I've been like I've had four amazing Halloween ideas. Oh, we're going there? Yeah, we are going. We're going there? Yeah, we are going All there. All right, let's go. This let's is called break. Unfiltered for a reason. Okay, let's get unfiltered. <laughs> go sound off. Pop I am. Off, gonna, baby. I yeah. am about to. <laughs> Tell them this idea. with my sexy voice. <laughs> Honestly, this your your voice is really sexy. I can't wait to just play this back and just <laughs> <You're so ridiculous. laughs> keep listening to it all of it. It's got like a nice rasp to it. I don't know. It's really hot. Get out of here! You're gonna cough right now. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> drink your little chicken. <laughs> I'm gonna drink my little tea right now. <laughs> Anyways, at the point. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is that there are four costumes that I've been trying to get Eden to wear with me as a couple. Like the last three months, I've been like trying to convince her nothing's working. And I just want to share them with y'all because I don't know if she'll ever do it with me. And I feel they were all really good costumes. You feel like they were good costumes. Because they are. Because they are. No, no. Okay. Costume number one. I really wanted us to be cone heads. And Eden, I really love, I love, okay, I love classic. First of all, for anybody who's under 25, maybe even 30, don't know who Coneheads are. But people watch old movies. Like, Labyrinth is old as heck. Okay, but that's an iconic classic. Mm -hmm. Who's to say what's iconic and what's not? Because I think Coneheads is iconic. (laughs) Because you're alternative. But there are all there are alternative queers out here that would have got the I reference. I love my all in spooky queers, but not everyone is gonna know. I'm gonna show up with this giant head, and it's gonna like, people are gonna look at me sideways. No, no, I'm, people are gonna look at you with amazement that you look still look cute with a cone head. And then also, how am I going to walk around with that thing? That thing takes balance. Am I gonna go on stage and be like, <laughs> all right, now introducing our next act, and like have to bobble my head around? And no, then they, and then we change outfits sometimes. Oh how am I gonna? How am I gonna get in the car? Okay, 
So realistically, I think Eden doesn't think the costume is sexy enough, and that's where it's this really is going. Not too, because and we weren't <laughs> sexy last year. We were, we were that we pulled off. An Lydia costume. is sexy. She is sexy. We were Beetle. I was Beetlejuice, and you were Lydia. And Lydia is sexy. She is very sexy. However, my dress was huge and it was puffy and guess what it was hot in that reggaeton room so i was sweating in places i did not want to be sweating in all night <laughs> and i don't want to do that again i don't i want to get hot <sighs> and buck wild and not be so sweaty in a big ass dress okay or a big ass head right okay number two go so then she turned that down and i was a little bummed but i'm like okay maybe when the baby comes we'll all just be a family of, of coherence okay fine when we're baby when the baby's here sure <laughs> And then I was like, okay, like, can I be Edward Scissorhand? Like, that's cool. But also, <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, right? Everybody would know who you are. But if we separate, no one is going to know who I am. I'm just some white girl with blonde hair. It's not like she has an iconic staple look. Like, when people right. see me, they're like, okay, that's Lydia. That was Beetlejuice. That was like a whole thing. Okay, true. But I'm just going to be some blonde girl walking around and then people are going to keep guessing what I am. I'm like, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. Okay, fine, fine. So then I met her where she's at, right? She's like, I want to no, feel- No, you also nope. wanted Fester. Yes. Okay, fine. So my third costume was Uncle Fester and his like Debbie, right? I don't know if y'all watch, have watched The Addams Family. And she turned that down. Because I'm almost like, and okay. I'm the one that was going to be in a blonde, like, bob. Like, an ugly-ass <laughs> bob and a turtleneck. Like, I'm the one that's going to look ridiculous. I just, if we separate, oh, gosh. who's going to know who I am? And then the fourth, the fourth one, one, this was, one was, like, the, the wild card, right? Where I was just like, okay, now we're done. <laughs> what? Okay, I wanted to be Austin Powers. No, you wanted to be trash bags. Okay, so I had five ideas. <laughs> That she turned down. Correction, there are five. I wanted to be Austin Powers and I wanted her to be a fembot. Okay, because to her point, good. she wasn't sexy enough. So then I started thinking outside the box, what's sexy? A fembot is pretty sexy. If y'all haven't seen Austin Powers, it's a classic as well. Yeah, that's a good and one. And I was going to have the fucked up teeth and the crazy ass wig <laughs> and like all the, I was going to look crazy. I was down to look crazy and Eden can just look super hot in her little like mesh lingerie, pink, foofy thing. And her, and her blonde-like wig looking straight out of, like, the 70s, which I think would have looked so hot. And she turned that down, too. And then I was like, I don't understand, woman. Like, you're saying, you want sexy. I'm giving you sexy. You still don't want it. And then my I was final- kind of into it. But I forgot why I turned it down. No, she was just turning things down just for fun. I was not. The final one where I was just like, screw this. <laughs> Let's just be trash cans. <laughs> And she was like, what the heck? It's so stupid. <laughs> well, because I was thinking, like, it would be so funny. I don't know. I've had some really shitty exes. And I thought it would be so funny if we made, like, our own recycling bins that are, like, trash cans. And then made our own signs, like, like ex like we were both dressed as our exes as trash cans basically your ex is trash yes and she's like well maybe people want to take pictures with their ex and yeah. it'll be like us as trash cans and i was like i am not going to our party mm. as trash <laughs> that is trash all of this to say she's turned everything down and you turned my idea down you should tell them what your idea was, first of all, and then they'll understand why I turned down your one idea. 
for Be- Halloween. It's genius. I thought it was really good at the time. Well, okay. So for those of you who have watched Selling Sunset, I get that I look like Chriselle or I have Chriselle energy quite a bit. Here and cheekbones. You have a yeah. lot of cheekbones. And when you wear your hair a certain way and you're dressed a certain way. Like <laughs> Beautiful compliment. No, people are like, oh, you look like Chriselle. No, here nor there. And now she's gay too. So now I just feel like it was extra on brand. I was like, okay, why don't we go as Selling Sunset and I can grow as Chriselle. Yeah, okay. So she goes, we should do Selling Sunset. I'm like, dope. Okay, I've got tattoos. She's dating G-Flip. Great, I can do a backwards hat. I'm sure I could find flannel in my closet. Like, G-Flip is so easy. Done. <laughs> and then I was, she was like, no, I don't want you to be G-Flip. So then I was like, okay, this short bald dude, <laughs> that's fine too. Like, my favorite, but I'll wear a bald cap and like old money because he's always like in a blazer and like loafers. So I'm like, cool, I'll, I'll do that. And she's like, no, I don't want you to be him either. Tell them what you wanted me to be. I told you she should wear like all black and then hold up a sign, like my sign that Mm. is like a billboard (laughs) that has me as like the Oppenheim group. And I was going to like design a whole billboard with, you know, for sale, like a for sale sign for a house. She basically wants me to be a for sale sign, y'all. She didn't even give me main character, (laughs) not even side character. That is her side character. No, it is not. Chriselle isn't Chriselle without a for sale sign. You are wild. How are they going to know I'm Chriselle unless I'm selling a house? With the bald guy or G-Flip. Yeah, but I feel like it'll really land better if I had a for sale sign oh. for a house and you were holding the sign. And this is why we don't have a Halloween <laughs> costume yet. And it is like damn near I our know. party. Our party is like in literally a week. <laughs> oh my God, we don't have costumes. Okay, so we're going to figure that out and we're going to come in the middle somewhere and ugh. this is going to be hilarious because that's what she gives me. You literally, you give me like... On the spectrum, I'm like trying to be funny and cute and like Mine not basic. Funny too. I hate ba- no, <laughs> yours is so rude. Yours was literally trash. That's creative. <laughs> That's creative. Anyways, so just keep updated on our social media at EdenXJ and like help us figure this out because we are a week away and we're trying to figure out our costume. I don't know. I want to go sexy. Jay wants to go funny or scary. I don't know. So we'll have to land in the middle somewhere at at some point in time, babe. We're running out of time. I know where you are running out of time. (laughs) So that is our halloween update but speaking of our social media we do a call out on our stories every thursday called let's talk and we open up the chat form and we take in questions for people who are looking for advice who just want to you know tell us something that's going on in their life we just kind of just make this an, an open chat for us to talk and we had some amazing questions last week and a lot of them we didn't get to. So we said we're going to bring it to the podcast and here we are. I so, love this. I love these. I love the Q&As. The Q&As are honestly some of my favorites. I look forward to Thursdays every Thursday. Just I felt, We felt really bad. You just weren't feeling good. And there's a question on here that kind of will tie into today. So I'm really looking forward to getting to these. Oh, first question one. number one, baby. All right. Advice on not having your family at your wedding. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Personally, I woke up very heavy on our wedding day and it was obviously because my family wasn't there. But throughout the day, I was surrounded by so much love that I didn't even it didn't even matter. But I do think giving yourself time to grieve 
because it will come in waves. It kind of just hits you um, what you imagine it would look like and what it actually is day of, especially if you're, you're not talking to your family. It's heavy. It can be heavy. So I think just giving yourself the space to feel is super important. I loved that I gave myself space and time to heal. And I didn't rush it. I just allowed it to process through my body and release itself. And then I felt so much lighter, like later on in the day. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's my advice. Let yourself feel. My advice for not having your family at the wedding is to really see the people that you invite to your wedding as your family. And it doesn't mean blood family. I think the reason why our, our wedding was so beautiful and it was so amazing was because we only invited people who wanted to be there and even the people that we did invite who chose not to be there we obviously know that relationships have changed and anybody who doesn't like love and support our relationship and our dynamic and our marriage doesn't deserve to be a part of our circle and I think weddings are a really big space to tell you know who is there for you and who isn't anybody who you know didn't want to be a part of it it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. I think people process emotions differently. You are able to let your feelings be felt and to feel the heaviness and to feel the loss of, you know, family members not being there. And for me on the flip side, I think it was a little bit more cold, right? Like we are different and we process emotions differently. I didn't feel a loss. The only loss that I, I truly felt was just like really wanting my mom to be there. Mm -hmm. But that was like a completely different scenario, different reason. Like she's no longer here. So like, that was the loss and the heaviness that I felt. But like, I, I don't want to force someone to be a part of what is the best day of our lives if they don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And plus, like, you're going to feel that energy. It's going to come off when people get drunk. It's going to get maybe messy or you just don't want to run that risk, right? You don't want to run the risk of your special day. It's your wedding, your money, your choice, your decision and own that. Like, always own that choice and your family doesn't make that choice for you because it's not their wedding it's it's your wedding did you ever get a little hopeless about finding your number one there are so many girls out there that aren't over their ex or quit too soon that's a great question i was definitely hopeless before i met you so much so that i made a mantra about everything i wanted in my next person which is the part of the vows that i cut out because I didn't think I had enough time for the vows on our wedding day. But my mantra was just me describing my dream girl and I would recite it every morning or every night before bed to try to manifest that person and the type of partner that I wanted. But at the same time, there weren't that many prospects while I was dating to like take anybody seriously. So I was, I don't know, I feel like I felt like you didn't exist at the time. Are we ever going to get the full extended version of your vows? No, never. Why? Because it just didn't, it wasn't meant to be. Yes, it is meant to be. No. I'm asking you to make it meant to be. <laughs> Maybe for a five-year. Um, five years? What is that? Uh, Anniversary? Vow renewal? I think you do it at the first and the five and the ten. Wait, we're renewing our vows at five years? I think that's the rule. Is it? I think there's a rule. You renew your vows. Well, good thing we don't follow any rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, you just want to go back to Oaxaca with all of our friends? I mean, I'm going to do that regardless. There's a baby shower. There's a baptism. There's Ooh. all sorts of reasons why we should all just jump on a plane and go back to Oaxaca. It was the best time. I'm, I really would love to eventually hear when you're ready the extended version of your vows. Maybe the one year anniversary. We'll see if you're good. I am good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll see if you're a conehead next year. <laughs> That's the trade-off? Yep. If I'm conehead, I get my vows? Maybe. Okay. Your little cracked voice. Mm. Um, I would say, okay, did I ever get hopeless about finding the one? Um, 100%. Uh, I think I was very discouraged and very – I was doubting that there was anything. But dating in Los Angeles for me was really, really hard. And dating as a bisexual was also extremely challenging. Uh, it wasn't – I think people think that it's easy for bisexuals because you have double the options. That's just so far from the truth, at least from my experience. And it was really discouraging, especially because I didn't know who or what my forever was going to look like. And I just figured, you know, it wasn't for me. Like getting married and having kids was just not a part of my journey and settling down somewhere, even living in a place longer than a year. I used to be such a nomad and just bounce around a lot. So I think when you are not searching for it and when you're just kind of focusing on yourself and your own healing journey, you kind of attract that. I agree. I think when I met you, I was doing a bunch of therapy and a lot of self-work, self-healing work, mm-hmm. self and a lot of like unlearning traumas, which was probably the best time to meet you because had I met you earlier I wouldn't have been ready for this type of relationship because I wasn't there mentally or emotionally Mm -hmm. and I think that has a lot to do with that too I think standing your ground which it sounds like you're you're doing which is you know some girls aren't over their ex or they quit too soon it's just knowing what you're not going to keep pursuing okay I'm not going to keep pursuing a girl that's not like not over their ex but it's like a lot like I think that topic specifically like Mm -hmm. not over your ex Mm -hmm. in the lesbian or the gay community or the queer community like it happens so often people are still hung up on their exes and it it's kind of gross in a way how it's normalized i think in the tiktok world again no shade to whoever's relationship is their their relationship it's not mine it's not my drama i get a little bit of an ick when i see the jojo siwa and the the avery drama right when they keep going back and forward and, and talking about still having feelings for your ex and then getting into a relationship not being fully over your ex and then getting back with your ex and then talking to your ex while you were still dating this person it's mm-hmm. it's this cycle that you've made very public to the lesbian community and the baby gays out there and the adult gays out there just basically all the gays in general stating like that was okay I don't know who needs to hear this, but that is not okay. Just because you see that online and that's somebody's toxic relationship doesn't mean that that's normal. And I hate that it's getting normalized, especially on social media and within the circle itself. And we need to have more conversations like the questions that are being asked. It's, hey, I don't want to be with somebody who's, you know, stringing me along and that's not over their acts or that just gives up. That's just as soon as things get a little tough and when the relationship gets a little challenged, then they just walk off because it's just easy, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to be like, okay, I'll just start over with somebody new. Like those are people that just aren't your one. You know what helped me too when I was – before I made the mantra, I did a do's and don'ts list. Ooh, what is that like? 
things that I do want my partner to do and be like and things that I don't want my partner to be like just based off of previous relationships that like sucked ass and just weren't (laughs) weren't good so like once I started the list and you're it's harder to lie to yourself when you're in those type of toxic relationships because you physically see the list oh that's a good idea and for me that helped me a lot because there were things that you know I'd meet a pretty girl at a bar and then she was literally all the things on the don't list oh man and it was easier for me to just cut it off and not even pursue it because Mm -hmm. I knew like this wasn't going to end well like it's already you already have way too many red flags that are on my list that I don't want in my future partner that it's not even worth chasing do's and don't list daily mantras and don't ignore those red flags and look for green flags and don't lose hope because it is out there and if there's anything that we can show you it's it's that it does exist it does take work but you would just want to meet somebody who's willing to put in the work with you. And that's 100% possible. And they're out there. Just got to keep sticking to it. Keep looking for it. But also focus on yourself. Sometimes it happens when you aren't even looking. Mm-hmm. It just that energy you attract when you're doing good. Hopefully it attracts goodness back. So we're rooting for you and keep us updated. Get it. Another question was, what's your go-to breakfast? Ooh. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. I love Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I actually made us some this morning. So good. But I added coconut flakes, and that is a game changer. I love French toast, but I also love a good bowl of oatmeal with coconut flakes. (laughs) You just love coconut flakes. And scrambled eggs. I can't go wrong with, like, a bowl of scrambled eggs. I think my favorite breakfast is chilequiles mm-hmm. with extra, 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 extra avocado. She um, means like five avocados on yeah. one plate. Like avocados with a side of chilequiles. <laughs> and I love uh, your, your French toast this morning was bomb. She made French toast with co- coconut flakes. No, it was cinnamon toast, French toast. Cinnamon toast, crusted French toast with coconut flakes. Oh my God, that was a mouthful. Um, with a boysenberry jam sauce. Mm-hmm. And that was just chef's kiss. I'm probably going to crash later from all the sugar. But yeah, it was delicious. Uh, and I'm not really a sweets person. I'm more of a savory breakfast type of person. But it was bomb. I loved it. It was, it was a nice change for me. Because normally, what do I ask you to make me? Just like okay. a boiled egg and Eden's go-to avocado. breakfast, aside from avocado and a side of chilaquiles. It's so boring. Sorry. Is <laughs> a bowl of nuts. Mixed yeah. nuts. Two egg, two boiled eggs, but only the egg whites. She doesn't like the yolk, so I have to Scoop take it, it all out. <laughs> she likes avocado with this whole mix and toast with butter. Like that is her go-to breakfast. Just one toast. Yeah, one toast with butter, egg whites, avocado, a shit ton of avocado, and a bowl of mixed nuts. Yeah. She's happy. And a little salt and pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper <laughs> to add to her egg whites. My breakfast is so boring, but I like it. It's very healthy. It gets the job done. My next question, when do you choose to give your partner the benefit of the doubt? That's a good question. Thinker. I think that I give you the benefit of the doubt when you do something out of the ordinary or like out of your character. It's not like a one-off. It's like a one-off. It's like normally not a part of what, exactly. what they would do. So I think giving them the benefit of the doubt, like this isn't something that is normal and like – 
that wouldn't be something that you would have done or do goes. Benefit of the doubt isn't like a get out of jail free card or no, no not at all. It I gives just, them the benefit of the doubt to explain. I, for me personally, I've been in situations where I've dated um, pathological liars and like very manipulative people mm-hmm. who I would always give the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I'd always be like, no, that's not how they really are. Like they're just, they're just having whatever an off day or whatever but those off <laughs> days are day. like every day <laughs> exactly and so like i think that's kind of where people i think there's a lot of people pleasing that goes into these situations as yeah. well and had i not have had boundaries or like self-worth or people pleasing like that wouldn't have flown because i would have known a month into the relationship like that's not that person isn't the person for me and it's a very toxic situation but instead, because of those things that I was dealing with, I was like, no, like excuses after excuses, giving them the yeah. benefit of the doubt versus just acknowledging who they are, which was shitty people. Yeah. I, I mean, but that's where I, I think we're opposite, right? Where I, I came from a point of view and a perspective is you were guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. And I just always... Raised by a cop. I never, I never gave anybody the benefit of the doubt. It was always whatever I assumed was kind of logical, right? Because that's how my brain worked. And there was no benefit of the doubt. And I think when you're in a relationship, when you're in like a a healthy relationship, there is need for giving your person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. like It's not always going to be perfect. And your person will make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So just accepting and acknowledging that they will piss you off and they will make mistakes and they will forget something or they will do something and not always intentionally. Most of the time, they'll probably not even be aware of it, but giving somebody the benefit of the doubt and understanding- making sure that that person deserves the the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. I think that's important. So if their character doesn't align with that situation- then sure, give them the benefit of the doubt. There are days where I'm super snappy, like probably this week because I don't feel good. Yeah. And I catch myself, but also I may say some rude things because it's just I'm not even thinking. I'm just like not in a good place. And like I appreciate you giving me the benefit of the doubt and understanding like that's just I'm just going to let it go because that's not who she is and yeah. she's just feeling shitty. Yeah, it. I mean, that's honest, right? You know, when you're not feeling good, uh, I totally, I'm kind of a big baby. You are. You yeah. you really really are. You you are not the most pleasant person to be around. <laughs> but I think it's because you are fighting it, right? You yeah. Hate, this is my benefit of the doubt. I understand why you're pushing me away because you hate feeling vulnerable. In that way, you hate, you hate needing help or needing to be taken care of because you're such a strong and independent person. And I, I've always had to take care of myself and it's really hard, but that's like another podcast. (laughs) I know. And I love that. And I respect that about you. So again, giving you the benefit of the doubt that you are just not feeling good. And I'm just going to let this go. Like, I'm just going to let this slide. Like, and that's fine. Like it's, you, you know, you have to pick your battles, right? And understanding that you you even catch yourself. I I don't even need to say it. Sometimes you're like, oh yeah, like I I did not mean for it to come off that way, or I didn't mean to feel short or snappy. Like right. I just just I'm not feeling mm-hmm. so well. So we'll answer two or three more questions, and then we'll put you back to bed. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm happy to be here, baby cakes. Oh, your little voice. Okay, I'm sorry. I appreciate you. Okay, uh, this question came in. It said, quick question. Uh, I'm getting to know a wonderful lady. Parentheses, I'm bi. She's a lesbian. I feel like she's insecure that I still might want to be with a guy. Parentheses, which I don't. I want to be with her and I've told her. Context. She was in a six-year relationship before and now wants to take it slow. It's been about four months and I also don't want to rush into things as well. But how can I help her feel more confident about us? Is there even such a thing I can do? I feel like I haven't given her an incentive to think I want to date men again. Thank you so much. I love your content. Congrats on the beautiful wedding. You too. Oh, thanks so much. That's a great question. Yeah. I think we, we love context. <laughs> yes. Thank you for providing all the details. I appreciate a good question like that. Yeah. Where she's giving us the backstory, the what con- the problem is. It helps us. What give- she wants the solution to be. <laughs> it helps us with the advice. It gives us some backstory. So we're not guessing here. But love that. Love that because when we first started dating, and I'm completely open with this, you can go back to season one and hear about my biphobia, but I feel like I struggled a lot with this when we first started dating. I was very insecure because A, I had never been in a healthy relationship before. B, I had never been with a bi girl or anyone that was bisexual seriously. And C, there was a lot of like things that I was kind of projecting onto you in this relationship that I was still dealing with. And so I feel like that's kind of, or I would assume that's probably where this person's partner is coming from, Mm -hmm. the unknown, right? Because I think that some lesbians, not all, feel like they have to compete with the men, the men. The men, just the men in general. <laughs> just the men. Yeah. And the so male I, species. Yeah, and I think that there's like, you feel inadequate if you put it in that way. Like you you think that by dating a bi girl, bi girl's gonna, or by dating anybody that is bisexual, they're gonna want to be with the other sex automatically. That's so not true. I know, I know. I'm just saying like that. It doesn't make sense now because I've Mm -hmm. done the work and I understand that Mm -hmm. it's just all a projection of your insecurities. At the end of the day, they're going to cheat regardless. They're going to lie regardless. That like that, it has nothing to do with you as a person. It has everything to do with them as a person. And I get that now. Mm -hmm. And now I have all the confidence in the world to say that if you cheated on me with a guy or whoever, like that's on you. That's not on me, you know? Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of where this stems from. But I think what helped me the most is having these open communications about like how I was feeling. You would check in on me a lot Yeah. in the beginning of our relationship and you would ask, you know, how does that make you feel? Or I know that in the beginning I also was triggered when like guys would come up to you at the bar yeah. And it was really frustrating. Um, not that I would lash out on you, but it's just like a frustrating feeling to like constantly have dudes just like come up to you in awe and like want to talk to you and like totally dismiss that I'm there like on a date with you. Um, I would make sure that your presence was known as well. For sure. And I appreciated that because yeah. you would equally tell them like, like, no, I'm on a date yeah, with her. Please. Or no, I'm like, <laughs> please go with away. Her. This is my girlfriend or now wife. And yeah, totally. And I think that helped me own the space as well. 
Yeah. I I could feel in the beginning of the relationship and this was a this was something that would come up actually a lot when I was dating in the lesbian scene was when I would sit by myself if a man were to approach me and try to talk to me or something they would immediately get upset with me mm-hmm. like it was my fault like I did something to I don't know instill this or or ask for this and then therefore I'm the problem mm-hmm. and then the date wouldn't even go to a second day or we would get into an argument because their argument is this is going to be their norm, right? right. Like this is going to be something that's going to happen every day when we go out and they just don't want to have to keep fighting against men and then it would kind of end the relationship. But then with you and we, you know, we openly had this conversation you know, this was something that I wanted to work on with you. So when the man would approach me at the bar, it's, you know, obviously make it very clear, make it very known that your presence is here and it's valid. And then also like communicate and talk to you about it. Like, how are you feeling? Is there anything more I can do to, you know, help you feel more secured and not, you know, have this be something that makes you uncomfortable because mm-hmm. I could feel your body shift and the energy shift and, we just worked through this together and just also reminding you that this isn't on me and this isn't my fault. There are men and women and people all over that exist in this world. And at some point in time, like as an attractive person, they may or may not come up with or without a ring. It's happened before. And it's up to me to decide on how I handle these situations mm-hmm. and handle it appropriately. And that's how that's how you should like treat the situation right and we've openly communicated to that and I feel like you've grown and you've done so much inner work and now you're proud to be married to a bisexual um how do I'm you- just proud to be married to you period Aww. like it doesn't matter what, what I am what you are <laughs> I just I love you so I love you but too. I understand this question and I think I love that she's trying to help her partner and she's yeah. trying to like meet them halfway and find solutions to make her feel more secure but I think that's what worked for us or for me you know was having the open conversations asking me how I felt about certain things knowing my triggers before we would go out in public like when those situations would occur like knowing that like okay I it bugs me that like you know when a guy comes and interrupts our conversation because he sees like two girls at the bar and he wants to hit on my girl, like Mm -hmm. that would be a trigger for me. And you knew that ahead of time. So you respected that space. Yeah. And I didn't have to say anything. Like you were just very, to your point, proud of me and the relationship and you didn't hide it. And I think that's another thing that I was insecure about. Like what if she like tries to hide it or like doesn't want to, you know, I don't know. Aww. It's just a lot of... Well, I think the question is, right, like how do I make you feel more secure that I don't want not only men, but just anyone else in general, right? Right. It's just being secure in our relationship. And as somebody who is a lesbian, I think it, it also feeds into where did the insecurities come from? You did a really big deep dive and you're like, okay, yes, I'm dating and I'm with somebody who's bisexual, but what is going on with me? Like, why do I feel this way? And then you started to unpack. You were in a lesbian circle and lesbians didn't really 
like bisexuals and then there was this line that was kind of drawn and then there's mixed media that just is constantly feeding that bisexuals are greedy and don't know what they want or blue is the warmest color that'll eventually cheat on you. Mm -hmm. It's it's all of these different internalized insecurities, right? And so unpacking and I think getting to the root of where it came from really helped us get on the same page. Yeah, I think a lot of it stemmed from like my friends just being biphobic and thinking that was that was fine Mm -hmm. like not really no one was pushing what we were thinking because we we all thought the same yeah so no one was like checking us or like Mm -hmm. telling us that it was wrong or Mm -hmm. that it was biphobic and then the second part I think it was because I've been cheated on before and just that alone was just like ugh, here goes another way that this person could cheat you know what I mean yeah so it's a combination of both. I think the insecurity came from cheating. Um, right. But I do feel like safe space has been really big. Getting to the root of the problem is really big. Having a couple of therapists was really big for us. And just, you know, not judging each other. Like I, I did not judge you when you had a trigger. And it's like, let's work through it together. Because we're going to get to the root of it a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having a conversation. At the end of the day, you know how I feel about you. You know, I love you and I would do anything and marry you obviously and so if you're really in love with this person there's a reason why you're in love with them there's a reason why you trust them there's a reason why you're intimate with them and you're vulnerable Mm -hmm. with them and if that is strong enough a person a man walking up to me in a bar asking for a number isn't gonna just destroy all of that in in a matter of seconds or a man walking up to you at a bar now will cost him two drinks That's always the rule of thumb now. It's like, okay, you can talk to her, but please feed me and give me drinks That's as so well. That's so dumb. That does not happen. It happens. <laughs> at the end of the day, you're going home with me, so whatever. Let me get a beer, free drink out of it. Okay, next question. Um, okay, can you give advice for anybody else who is thinking about starting a social media couples page? Ooh, we get this question a lot, believe it or not. And I don't think we've ever had the time to dive in. So this is a great question. I think there are a couple of rules that that we think work when starting a couples page. One is always putting the relationship first instead of the page. There are times where I don't feel good like right now. Well, we're not as active on social media because I don't feel good. So Eden's catering to me instead of trying to feed the machine and post and, you know, keep it active. I think having a balance is really important for the healthiness of the relationship and the success rate of the relationship while also putting that relationship online. That's a big one. Um, Two would be being completely transparent. Uh, when you're doing these couple pages I think there's a lot of social media content creators that tend to kind of make it seem like it's cookie cutter and it's all like peace and love and not that it's not but like there's no there's no realness to a lot of these pages and I think that being your authentic self is so important when you're taking up space and creating a couple's page but also if it's not it don't do it if it's not it, don't force it and don't just do things for the gram. It It's not going to come off as genuine and it's not going to feel authentic. And there have been times that we've obviously seen couples on, you know, TikTok that they out their ex, right? They've broken up. They were like an Instagram or TikTok couple 
and you come to find out that the partner never wanted to do the page so it speaks volumes because there are two people involved in this or they're like shitty people but then they make them out to be like these perfect partners couple yeah at the end of the day when you put your relationship on online that is a choice and you like anything else you put online should just be honest right you should just be authentic you should just be yourself and and be honest about it and Mm -hmm. if your relationship is not it and it doesn't have a solid foundation do not put it out on the rockiness that is the internet because Mm -hmm. it will crumble it will like take you down one piece by piece i think really prioritizing your person is huge to jay's point even right now would have loved to have gotten the podcast out on time but with how you've been feeling for the past like week it's like it's up and down you're good and then you feel sick and you're good and you feel sick so me being there for you to like help you push you push through this is all that i can do and that's my main priority we're here now you're feeling a little better you got your little chicken chicken soup little chicken soup my chicken tea and i got a blanket and i feel nice and fuzzy and i'm able to do this but you asked me like Mm -hmm. are you sure you want to do it we can push it we can go live next thursday just do next week's but i'm okay and i love that you checked in and i'm honest in saying that i want to continue but it's that it's like the checking in the the balances, the putting your partner first. Because if I felt super shitty, way more shitty than I feel now, I wouldn't have done it. And the healthy thing is for Eden to respect my boundaries and to not push me to do something that I, I'm not in the mood to do. You know? Yeah, I think we could do a whole podcast tutorial, even a retreat on like, if you really want to go down this road, it is 100% possible, but you need some, you know, you need some hard like foundations. You need some building blocks on how to do this in a way that is ethical for the relationship and that just has a bit of balance and mm-hmm. we've been doing it for now three years and at the end of the day we are still living our lives and life happens all the time and I think that's what you know we hope to communicate to you all is that we are doing our best to show up for you as much as we humanly possibly can but also give yourself some grace too it mm-hmm. is okay to feel sick like when when you feel sick don't go to work it is what it is and that was us yesterday it's like hey we're not feeling it we're not feeling good like we're just not going to post we're going to focus on getting you healed up and feeling better and that's okay that is how the real world works and Mm -hmm. i think really reminding people that we are human as well and we are two humans here for all of my our other humans (laughs) out there and i think it's again 100 possible but i think we're need more time and more space to be able to like break all these things down because there are some beautiful things about sharing your your love and your relationship online and i would encourage anyone to do it uh, just as long as they have a really good foundation i love that and i have a really good question but i know we're like running out of time so let's answer this one next week and like do a whole topic on it i'm actually really excited okay it's can you share your favorite sex toys exploring with my girlfriend and can use some advice question oh my god i love this topic because there's a couple go-tos that i absolutely love and the holidays are coming up the holidays are coming up so this is a perfect topic we don't we haven't talked about sex toys or kind of while we prefer yeah we've gone through we've gone through a couple rounds of a couple things and then we have some favorites that we take all over the world. Honestly, it's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's traveled and giving. more than us. 
it's seen it's got it should have its own passport and get Honestly, stamped it should have its own social media <laughs> stop no <laughs> but yeah let's do that for next next week i love that yeah, question let's talk about sex let's talk about intimacy let's talk about sex baby let's a. talk about you and me let's a. do it a. Okay, let's do it. Let's have a whole conversation about intimacy next week. And thank you again for listening to the podcast. Again, sorry it's late. And we will be feeling back and better and ready um, all by next week for sure. Just a couple of updates. Don't forget, we do have Preciosa LA Halloween happening. October 14th, next Saturday. And New York. And New York the following Saturday, October 21st. So if you're listening... Please come through. These events are so important for our community. And the more y'all show up, the more they allow us to have these spaces where we can all come together and celebrate our culture, community, and of course, get our perreo on. And for those who are local to Los Angeles, we are having a clothes swap this Sunday. This Sunday in Long Beach, we're teaming up with Saltwater Deck, who's a Uh queer-owned Latina... um, food shack they also have alcohol really cool spot and we're taking over their little like the beach area we're bringing games our friends are bringing games we just want this to feel like a community a free community event where we can just all come together i know times are tough right now so it would be nice to just get together and meet new people in a safe environment because that's our favorite thing to create hey and it's we're bringing a bunch of clothes that you know we have lightly loved that we either don't connect with anymore or it doesn't quite fit us and that's okay too. Mm-hmm. And we're excited because I feel like this is a good opportunity to get a new wardrobe without spending new money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can go and swap and just make this a whole queer community vibe. And that is happening this Sunday from 12 to 4 in Long Beach. And we hope to see you there. And with everything, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to give this five stop. <laughs> Our dog is scratching. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again for listening. Don't forget to give this five stars and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.